Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Spockman with you on another episode of Spock Sports Show at my, well, I guess it'd be my third home. My first home's home, second home's a station, third home is here at the Bird Bar and Grill in downtown Mount Pleasant. Got a special guest with us, Brad the Bullet Baker, and a very not special guest, Jason Phillips from the radio station <laughs> well, here with me. Uh, Brad, thanks so much for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Isabella County Fairgrounds, July 15th and 16th. You have a big dirt track, speed track event going on. First of all, tell everybody exactly what you do in the racing world, because for me, it, I don't want to say it's foreign, but there's so many different types of motorcycle dirt bike race and talk about exactly what you guys do. Well, thank you very much for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, it's flat track motorcycle racing. It's the oldest form of motorcycle racing in the world. That's where when Indian Motorcycle and Harley Davidson first started out in the 1900s, uh, that's what they first started doing was flat track dirt track motorcycle racing where basically they went out in a field, cut in an oval and, and started competing against each other. And it really hasn't changed a whole lot uh, over the years, and that's you know part of what makes it so cool is that it's still so grassroots and uh, it's so simple that it makes such close racing. You know, they're around this half mile here in Mount Pleasant, these guys will be going almost 100 miles per hour at the end of the straightaway, and they <laughs> flick it sideways, and they're literally handlebar to handlebar. And uh, this is what we call like a cushion uh, racetrack, so it's like a deeper material, so there'll be rooster tails flying and guys you know dodging the roost and having to pull tear offs because they're getting blinded in the middle of the corner and, and uh, if you're in that front row every once in a while you might get a little bit of that dirt hitting your face yeah yeah it's possible <laughs> All right. I, I always think that's one of the special things about going to mount pleasant speedway out here on a friday and being on that pit side is you know when they kind of kick it up around it's so quick like said the rooster tail I, for, I always think that's really cool for sure you get that close to the action so yeah it's it's definitely exciting and uh, these guys, are like last year, we had uh, probably the top 10 riders in the United States uh, uh, here competing for the $10,000 purse and other prizes. And uh, here in America is where we got the flat track is the biggest. They race flat track all around the world, but flat track started here in America and still where it's the most popular. So the best riders here in America are really the, the best riders in the world. Yeah, and so when it comes to one of these races, like I said, it's a half-mile track. How many laps are in a you know actual you know typical race, or does it kind of deter- depend on all the different kinds of races? It usually depends on all the different types of races, but the Open Pro class uh, will run either a 20 or a 25-lap main event. Uh, usually heat races will be 10, 12 laps, but uh, we also got amateur races. So we got three of the most exciting amateur races, both 85s, 250s, and 450s. Always cool to see the young up-and-coming talent, and uh, it gives them kind of a stage to be able to get more experience and be able to watch the pros. So those riders usually do like eight-lap heat races and 12-lap main events. All right, thanks. That's that's one of the things I was guys when I hear about a pro-am event. Just me being the growing up with ESPN, you know, I think you, you think of golf. You know, the celebrities out there with the golfers, where I think so. This is a chance for anybody in the area if they've got a bike, they can kind of come show people what they got, can't they? Pretty much. Uh, on Saturday, uh, the, the 15th, we got two races going on. Saturday, the 15th, is the big race where we got some money up for it and all the good riders will be there. And then uh, that's where there's only select classes. But then on Sunday, that's like a full, like, AMA District 14 race where, pretty, yeah, we got races from small to tall, all different age groups. Uh, you can bring your bike, uh, you know, out of the shed and come race, you know. So 
Uh, <laughs> Saturday would be a little bit more competitive with the classes, but Sunday, yeah, there, there's a race for everybody or a class for everybody that can come out and race. How unusual is that for you to, you know, I feel like you're kind of staying up here an extra day to give everybody a chance to come out and ride. Yeah, it's definitely uh, uh, stressful and, and tiresome on the people that are working it, you know. It's like we you, you work all day or work, you know, several months, you know, to be able to put this race together and that whole day before you're you're busting your butt out in the heat and then uh, you're like, man, I kind of want to just uh, relax. And But no, we got to be up at, uh, I mean, gates open at 7 a.m. on Sunday, so uh, we got to be back up and, and doing it again on Sunday. But like you said, it's 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 good for the sport. It's good for all the riders to be able to give them that experience and uh, another day to, to ride. Yeah, and you never know when that kid that's been riding the dirt bike through the trails, through the woods, is going to come out and you, you might discover somebody too, correct? Exactly, for sure. It gives them a place to, to, to cut their teeth and show themselves and Sometimes we get riders from like uh, different disciplines, like motocross, to come out and try it out too. You know, it's uh, uh, a lot. Of, there's a lot of motocross is the most popular form of of, of two wheel motorsports in the yep. world, and uh, so there's been some riders that come out and try out flat track. They're like, man, this is cool. I like. I like to go fast and turn left, and then actually they transform over the flat trackers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, is anybody from Bullet Racing going to be there uh, on Saturday or Sunday? Um. Not necessarily. I got some riders that I help out. None of them that are on my direct team, but there's riders that uh, that I help coach. Uh, I go to all the big American flat track races. That's the Grand National Series. I I still go to every single one of those races and and uh, work for a couple race teams, coaching coaching some riders now. So uh, all those riders will be there. Um, but uh, the rider that I, I help out on my bikes every now and then, he, he won't be there. All right. Where did this love and passion of getting on two wheels and racing start with you? Uh, How was this born? Pretty pretty easy. Uh, my, my father, uh, you know, my, my dad, he was a racer when he was younger. And uh, he I remember him asking me when I was five years old, uh, it's like, would, would you want a motorcycle? It's like he's seen a motorcycle when he was, he, he drove log truck. And uh, so when he was out hauling logs, he'd seen a, a uh, little PW50 on the side of the road for sale, and he he asked me, he's like, would you would you want to ride a motorcycle? And I'm like, and I was I I started riding a, a pedal bike when I was like three, and I was a little daredevil. We lived out in the country. I'm, I'm from Washington State, and uh, so we we're way out in the country. And so he brought this this uh, motorcycle home on the chain deck of his log truck, and I I remember that too to to this day. And uh, the the ten acre field in front of our uh, our house uh, quickly became a <laughs> ten acre racetrack, and uh, I started racing when I was six. So I rode around home for a while, and then I started racing when I was six, and uh, the rest is history, basically. Oh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I owe a lot to my dad. He was he was a, a good racer around uh, you know around Washington, but you know you you kind of get that from you know pretty much everybody, whether it be football or baseball or you know any it's yeah. usually the the father gets yep. it in but got to give a lot to my mom too because she she put up with a lot and she <laughs> was and she was right there you know alongside everything too i mean she supported it just as much as my dad did so yeah. uh, and then i got an older brother scott is three years older than me and he races as well so it was a, a family affair growing up and um that's what's so cool about racing too is like the, every weekend we spent together as a family and yeah. uh, they, I think it it brought us a lot closer together as a family. You know, I think, you know, other families they probably branch out a little bit more and do their own thing. But like racing, we were we were always together on the weekends, which was really cool. 
Yeah, that is. It's yeah. it's unique, man. You don't hear that that often with their family sticking together and sharing a passion together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, life, so for yeah, sure, it's a great experience to have. Yeah, yeah. We traveled all over the country together, and then after you know, I went pro, and then my mom and dad are you know traveling to all over the country to watch my brother and I race. And uh, yeah, it's still like I said, it keep, keeps us closer together even today. The thing I want to ask you about is I, I want to make sure I get the exact thing. The Super Prestigio in Barcelona. You know, Jason gave me some information about you. You won that twice, and it sounds like that's, you know, you talk about America's, you know, where it's the biggest, but it's still big over in Europe. What was it like to win a huge event like that? Yeah, that's, that's awesome you bring up that event because uh, I was just watching uh, uh, a, a movie about it last night, or not necessarily about that race, but about some of the riders that were in that race that I competed against, and that was a super cool race because uh, I was competing against the MotoGP world champion, Mark Marquez, which MotoGP, that is the biggest form of motorcycle racing in the world. It's uh, That's like the Formula One of, of motorcycles. I mean, they're all prototype bikes that, that race on, on, on road courses. Um, and then these riders that are racing MotoGP, I mean, they're, they're full-fledged rock stars. They're yeah. like NFL players or NBA players over here. Um, so, uh, Mark, Mark Marquez, uh, he was the youngest, uh, MotoGP world champion in history at 20 years old. And, uh, I'd actually just won the grand national championship in flat track that year at 20 years old. And, uh, he's born on February 17th and I was born on February 18th. So we were only a day <laughs> apart and I wasn't the youngest. I was the third youngest in the history of flat track to do it, but still, still pretty cool to have us go head to head. But, uh, this race that they put together in Barcelona it was uh, kind of like a, a where they had world champions from all different disciplines of motorcycle racing, whether it be motocross, enduro, speedway, MotoGP, motocross. We all came together and we raced in this, uh, it's called the Palau San Jordi Stadium. It was a stadium that was built in 1992 when they ran the Olympics in Barcelona. And uh, so it was a small short track. It was a flat track, so it was definitely more up my alley. Suited, than suited right for you, baby. <laughs> it yeah. suited me for sure. But uh, for MotoGP and just for road racing in general, uh, a lot of riders use flat track as, as a way to train because uh, the thing about flat track is you're always, like, fighting traction, trying to find traction. And, and you still have some wheel spin and sliding uh, on the road, and so it's, it's a good cross train. Like, there's actually been... Uh, like four world champions in MotoGP that have came from here from America that went to Europe and became MotoGP world champions. So, uh, yeah, since that happened, like, they all they all ride flat track as a training method, you know. So these guys, they, they've, they've all rode their fair share of flat track, especially Marquez. And uh, when I went over there, he, he was the only one that was competitive against me, though. The rest of them were... <laughs> I'll admit they were like squids, <laughs> but Marquez, he was fast, and he he uh, he definitely you know gave me my run for my money, and I I beat him the first time, great race, and then uh, the second time I went back, uh, I ended up uh, crashing and qualifying, and I dislocated my shoulder and broke my elbow, so that sucked. I set fast time still, but <laughs> doesn't matter if I if I crash, and then the third time I came back and redeemed myself and and won the thing, but. Uh, it was super cool. I, I made some really, really good friends while I was over there, some that are uh, like family to me now. And you bring that up, the rider that I was telling you that that rides for my race team is actually from Spain. All right. And uh, we became good friends, and I brought him over here. And ever since that, I like I 
tried to like, you know, expand flat track internationally. Cause obviously if we make it bigger all around the world, the more eyeballs are going to be on it. So helping out my friend Ferran Cardus to come over was, was something really special to, and he's, he's really competitive when he comes over here, he's a top 10 rider. And, uh, it's, it's very cool to see somebody from another country that doesn't have the type of racetracks that we do come over and be able to be competitive. And now, if that didn't do it for anybody, the Super Prestigio, you also won some medals in the X Games. Like I said, I'm, you know, I'm build, building you up here, letting people know <laughs> we're talking to somebody that's a big deal. What was it like competing in the X Games? The X Games was really cool. I mean... Uh, and what years were you competing in them, actually? I guess it would have been 15, 15 16, right. and 17. So uh, we, we started at, like, uh, promoting it in 2014. I, I, I rode for Harley-Davidson as a factory rider from 2014 to 2016, and... Hey, let me put, yeah, how much Harley the, gear do you have? Uh, not as much anymore. Not as much as I think. All right, all right. Because <laughs> I, I got some, but, uh, the, you know, fast forward three years, then I, I switched to riding an Indian motorcycle, which is all like right, switching yeah. from Ford to Chevy. Yeah. I got I, I gave away, like, all my clocks and mirrors and lots of my clothing and all my Harley stuff because now I got to represent yep. Indian. So. Yeah. But you, you kept a few of the probably speci- special items. Yeah, 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 exactly. I still got, like, uh, shot glasses and, you know, drink glasses and things yeah. like that. I kind of wish I would have kept more stuff now. Just you know, thinking back, that I was like, "Hey, it's every like, time American Pickers comes on, you're probably like, dang, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah." Or just you know, just uh, it's memorabilia stuff, you know. It's like, uh, but uh, but anyhow, yeah, I rode for Harley, and Harley was uh, was a was the title sponsor for Flat Track to go into the X Games. So and now you're saying when you ro- when you rode for Harley, you were how old again when you started? Uh, 21. Okay. I started 21. Yeah, so I won the Grand National Championship when I was 20, and then when I started riding for them, I was 21. Um, so yeah, I guess 21 to 23, it was when I rode for, for Harley, but it was cool being in the X games be for a lot of reasons. Cause obviously it's the X games. Everybody knows the X games and, uh, you know, it's on ESPN and, you know, you're considered, you know, one of the best athletes in the world if you're part of the X games. So that was really cool. But with Harley being like the, uh, the title sponsor for flat track and me being their factory rider, I got to be kind of like their poster child for it. So so that was really neat, and then uh, I I was uh, I got the bronze medal all, all three years. Well, I guess this was 15, 16, 17, and 18. Never mind, 18 right. was, was the last year. I should remember that because, uh, you know, the X Games is – I got fond memories of it, but I also got one of the worst memories of my life because right. the last time I was there in 2018, uh, it was the last qualifying session and had a crash where I went over the bars and landed on my head and – basically folded me up like a book and broke my back and a bone fragment went into my spinal cord and I've been paralyzed from the chest down ever since. So Yeah, that might shock people hearing this who hear that you know the stories about what you've done, but your story since then I think is the most in- important thing to share because so many people are out there in bad situations. You're somebody that can look them in the eye and tell them like, "Hey, things are going to get better if you stay positive. Life's going to be positive, isn't it?" Exactly. You know, it's uh yeah, bad things happen, you know, in in life. I mean, it's uh, unfortunately life isn't fair, as we probably all know. We've lost probably everybody's lost friends in car accidents or cancer or something that just was, you know, out of our control. We, but, can, we uh, can say shit on this podcast. Yeah, yeah it's it's it's, it's fine. Let's put it that yep. way. You know, it's uh, um, it, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's like. Uh, there's a friend of mine that uh, got paralyzed uh, a long time before me, and I met him after I got hurt, and he wrote a book that's called 10 and 90, and it's like life is 10% of 
what happens to you and 90 percent of how do you react to it you know that's a good way of looking at it it is it's uh it's not saying you know things aren't hard and you're not going to have your hard days and it it doesn't suck it does but uh you know it, it it is what it is and you can either mope about it and uh you know make make like make life suck more or you could you know, make the best of it and stay positive and, and do what you can with what you got left, you know. Yep. And you're, you're back to racing now, two micro sprint cars. To yeah. talk, what are the, you know, how does that work? How fast do they go? What's that like for you? Yeah, I mean, I I knew that I wanted to get back into some sort of racing, you know. It's like, it's my life. Uh, I need that adrenaline fix, you know, something to, to scratch the itch, so to speak, you know. So, uh, mini, like a micro sprint car is like a mini sprint car, and uh, it's very similar to flat track because obviously it's a dirt oval turn left sideways using the throttle to steer the you know steer the car around so it it uh yeah it 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 tra- i transformed over to it pretty quickly just because of my experience on a bike so um yeah i started racing that i guess three years ago haven't got to do as much as i'd like to because i've been so busy with uh like I said coaching riders at all the big races putting on races you know trying to you know, doing what I love, but still having to make, you know, trying to make a buck too. Yep. Uh, so, uh, but I plan on getting back out in it this, this fall after the, uh, the Grand National season ends and uh, hopefully be able to go to this big race uh, in Oklahoma called the Chili Bowl. It's a, it's a, yeah, big, big, big race for, for dirt car race. And that's kind of like my, my bucket list item is to be able to get enough experience to go there. Yeah. And so is that where you would, you know, where do you, is there anywhere in Michigan you compete doing the, the, the uh, micro sprints or it's not as big here in Michigan. There's like one or two places you can go, but in Indiana, that's probably the biggest all right, spot all right. in, the, in, in the nation is right down Indiana. So like, obviously that isn't for us. Cause, cause I think that'd be fun to go check that out. I mean, I imagine that'd be really, really interesting. Yeah. And now, Back to July 15th and 16th. Kind of break it down for me. You said 7 a.m. is when people are showing up on Sunday, but Saturday, that first day, if somebody comes out, talk a little about, about you know, what they're going to see, what they're going to hear, you know, even what they're going to smell. Yeah, Saturday is, uh, I guess, registration and, and gates open at 8 o'clock. But for the fans, uh, uh, practice and qualifying will start at 11 p.m. It'll be 11 to 2 and then we'll have like an intermission from two to three where people can go in and meet the riders, check out the motorcycles. We'll do uh, track prep at that time. And then three o'clock is when open ceremonies starts. And directly after is, is when, the, when the really main show starts, when okay. races start. Yeah, I think know. 3 p.m. Saturday is when that's when all the, the, the pros are going to be out there, yeah, correct? Yeah, exactly. And you you said, some of the top riders in the entire country. Yeah, exactly, for sure. Top, top riders in the country and some of the top riders from Canada as well. Uh, I mean, you can come earlier and watch the uh, yeah. yeah watch practice qualifying if you want, but if you don't want to be out there all day and you just want to come for the main show, then I'd be there. You know, anywhere between two and three, be able to check out the bikes and then be there for open ceremonies at three, and then directly after is when when the main show starts. What do these bikes sound like? Uh, some of them sound like fire-breathing dragons. They like they, that, they, that's they, what I they, wanted yeah, to hear, baby. That's yeah, what I wanted to hear. Loud, I mean, right? they, yeah, exactly. Uh, they, you know, some of them have like open megaphone uh, exhaust on them to where they're they're loud. But uh, that that's part of the experience, you know. If 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 they're quiet, it, it wouldn't be nearly exciting. Yep. And how many racers are going to compete over the two days? And you obviously might not know about the amateur stuff Sunday, but you know, how many pros are going to be here? Do you think? Uh, I think we had around 30 to 40 pros wow. last year. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, it was a pretty good uh, show for them, you know, with, between the heat races. you got to qualify through heat races. You know, they'll be – we'll give everybody a front row start. So, usually they'll be, you know, uh, four to six heat races of six. And then uh, 
Um, then obviously uh, down to the main event, you qualified for an 18 rider final. So, uh, yeah, the 18 riders, you know, and that, that's when you want to watch like all the qualifying stuff is good, but it's like when it gets down to that final race, that's where, uh, everybody's going to be going for it. And we also got a dash for cash and that's where like Ooh. the, that's the top six riders that qualify out of the heat races and they, they qualify the dash for cash and it's a four lap race and, 1500 the win for the for the winner Ooh, so that'll be winner, a nice race right there yeah win, winner <laughs> take all four laps hang a little so carrot in front of their face and that, that, go. Yeah, that, back on that one no exactly. that's the one where the strategy all goes out the window because it's not 20 25 laps anymore it's just go get her it's this isn't the the mile in track this is the 100 100 meter sprint that, right that's it's just it. get done and go yep 100 yep. percent. that one's really fun to watch and now going back this might be a tough question here but going back through all of your time racing what was your favorite bike? What was like? Is there a number one bike you think of? Well, I mean, uh, and obviously it, you're you're promoted by somebody. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I'm not really. I don't have any contract with anybody now. I stopped working for for Indian last right. year, so I'm not under contract. Uh, you know, I I liked working for Indian, riding for Indian, and in, and the in the FTR 750, the the Indian that I rode is is a very very nice motorcycle, but. The Harley Davidson XR 750 is uh, it, it was it was designed in 1972, if you can believe this, but it's still competitive today. And that motorcycle, there's just something about it that uh, you know it made it so easy to ride, and it, it was just the bike that I was the most comfortable on. And it's now coming it, back to the light, Chris. Back to the Harley. <laughs> yeah. And now is that is that something that people could st- do? They still sell that for the streets, or is that just a, a racing bike kind of thing? That's just a racing bike kind of thing, and they actually don't make it anymore. All right. Unfortunately, yeah, they they stopped making it probably four or five years ago, where you actually had to buy like a, a kit, like an engine kit, and then put the engine together, and then like the chassis and everything was all specifically made for flat track. So if somebody comes out and sees one of these Harleys out there, there's a lot of work that, that went into those bikes still being out on the tracks today because I imagine a lot of people are making their own parts, or can you still get parts for it? You can still, like, there's some, like, aftermarket places right. that still make them, and then there's a lot of people, you know, that, that have parts rat hold in their basement, you know? It's yeah. like, so, uh, but there there's still some guys that race them. Actually, the team that I rode for when I won the championship, they still got bikes that they run. Um, I'll, there'll be a couple on display at the, at the track. All right. I wish they were out there because when we're talking about the sound, like yeah. they're, they're the best sounding bike, you know, they kind of got that, that sportster, you know, kind of twingling sound to them. You know, they're, they're definitely the coolest sounding bike. Right. So July 15th, July 16th, Isabella County fairgrounds. What time do you want to, I know, remember seven o'clock is when you want to get there to register for Sunday. If you want to come out for the amateur event, correct? Yeah. That's, that's when it gates open. I think registration opens at eight or nine, but gates open right. at seven. Uh, registration is at nine, and then uh, practice will uh, follow at ten o'clock on Sunday. On uh, on Saturday, for for race fans, it's uh, said you can get there at eleven and watch practice, qualifying, everything all the way through. If you don't want to be there all day, I'd say get there between two and three. That way, you can check out the the bikes, see the riders, you know, grab grab lunch. There'll be some food trucks on there on there to, to have some good food, some beer stand, be able to check out the bikes on display, and then open ceremony starts at 3 with uh, racing directly after. Yeah, but I will also, you know, I'm going to toot your guy's horn here a little bit, and nothing against NASCAR, but I imagine, you know, 
these aren't NASCAR drivers that you're going to meet. These are a little bit more down to earth, cool, casual guys that want it. They want to tell you about their bike, don't they? Exactly, they do. You know, they're all just blue collar guys. Majority of them. I mean, yes, there will be be some riders there that this is all they do is race motorcycles. But the majority of them, you know, go back to work on Monday and uh, are just regular dudes like you and I. And they just they yeah they. And I say dudes, there's some girls out there too, so I shouldn't say that. There's a couple right. girls that still race too. That's awesome. So yeah. yeah, and they're and they're really fast. But uh um yeah, they 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 just love love the fans, so that's why we're there. If it wasn't for the fans, we wouldn't have a reason to race. So And now I'm a shepherd guy. I gotta ask about Henry Wiles. Yeah. <laughs> so Henry uh Henry was one of my main competitors, uh and, and yeah, I know win Michigan's yep. but uh, yeah, which yeah, I was telling him that so yeah. you, in Shepherd, you had the wind kids came in sixth grade, and I was telling him about how we're all, I remember we're all out riding bikes, and then here comes this kid doing like a wheelie, yeah. <laughs> like all the way down the street up the hill, and we're just like, what? And then find out he's in our grade. It was just kind of a funny thing, but he's been riding bikes, you know, ever since then. So, yeah, as the Shepherd guy, I had to ask your opinion about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, Henry and I didn't get along uh, as, <laughs> as competitors. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah. Uh, I got to keep it uh, somewhat uh, diplomatic here, but uh, he- yeah. Henry wasn't liked by too many people, but he, he was the type of guy, that he, did, he, did, he said he didn't come to make friends, he came to win. And, He's uh, in business, right? Yeah, and uh, and the guy won a lot. I yep. mean, he. Uh, I have a lot of respect for him as a racer because, you know, in flat track, there's, there's four types of racetracks that we compete on. Uh, there's a mile-long oval, there's half-mile-long oval, Short track, which is basically quarter mile long oval and below, and then TT, which is uh, a track that has right hand turn and a jump. It might have a couple right hand turns and a jump, and it's only uh, it's only uh, race track that we can use a front brake. All the other tracks, all the ovals are just a rear brake, and uh, the TT tracks are are more technical. You know, obviously having you know right hand turns and a jump and using a front brake and Henry is is the winningest TT rider in the history of the sport. I mean, on a on a short track and a TT, uh, man, the guy was phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, I mean, when it comes to to racing, I mean, he was one of my biggest competitors, and he's still racing the day. He was at Lima last weekend. He's he's yeah. he's kind of he's uh, more of a part timer now, but it yep. was cool to see him come back out at Lima, and, and and he's more at the end of his career. So it's yep. it's good to see him still racing. And he was just a big a competitor, wrestling, football, and all that stuff in oh, high I, school, too. And so it was, it was really cool to kind of hear you say that. Man. Yeah, I so. bet. I mean, he was a great wrestler. I guess he was a state champion yep. wrestler here. Yep. And, and I believe it. Yeah, the guy has uh, – he's competitive, that's for sure. Yep. So July 15th, 16th, Isabella County Fairgrounds. If people want full information about this website, phone number, how do they get a hold of you guys? Uh, you can go to bulletstrong.com, www.bulletstrong.com. Um, it's the best place to get all the information. Got some flyers there, has a couple videos to check out the racing, see what we're talking about, and then you can find all the contact information as well. If you got any questions, be able to get a hold of us. All right, thanks so much for talking about the racing. Thank you for uh, talking about your story. You know what I mean? So inspirational as well, too. You, you got anything to add here, Jason? Yeah, I got or you just want to say questions. Harley a couple times. Who do you have as sponsors for your event that you'd like to recognize, man? Well, thank you for asking that. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, Probably the biggest one would be uh, Wilson Industries here in town, Dave, Dave and Jake Wilson, um, and then uh, Kyle Heller with Hot Rod and Whole Shot Harley-Davidson, also Central Motorsports uh, right here in Mount Pleasant as well. Big big thanks to Kyle. Um, and then the Harley-Davidson Dealers Association in Michigan, they're, they're helping out. Um, and then uh, Lakeside Motorsports over in McCosta. Um, Mitch Richer, he's a, a great guy, and he's, he's helping out big time, so... 
Uh, and it's kind of cool that Mitch, he, he sells Indians and, uh, and Triumphs, and, and then Kyle, he sells, obviously, Harley-Davidson. Yeah. So it's like, uh, the, but they're good friends, and they, they, yeah. they don't mind, you know. So it's like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, between between Mitch and Kyle with Lakeside and, and Hot Rod is, is really good. Um, and then got a, a full list of other sponsors with uh, Hoosier Racing Tire. Um, we got Hoosier Crane Services, Beard Oil, all the way down the Saddleman Seats. I mean, there's I can go through a, a big, long list right, of right. other supporters, but uh, I'd say those guys are, are the main ones. And then uh, uh, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, a big roofing company that travels all they, – they, they do commercial roofs all over the uh, the country, actually, but uh, big supporters uh, of Flat Track, and they're the ones that are putting up the money for the Dash for Cash. Um, then we got a whole shot awards too. So like a whole shot is like the first, the rider off the start that makes it to the corner first. So yep. if you make it to the first turn first, you, that, you guys call getting the whole shot. And it's kind of cool that, you know, I'm going to paint a line across, the, you know, entering turn one and have a big flag up by uh, Tom Dooler, Tom Duma, fine jewelers, a jewelry company, a guy that's old flat tracker yep. and, uh, Got my got my wedding ring for my wife and stuff from him. Good good guy, but he put up the money for the for the whole shot awards. But nice. it's kind of cool where all the fans can sit yeah. up there like, hey, who are you betting on to get the whole shot? You know? <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, like we can go out there, we can play some bets, yeah, eh, Chris? Yeah, yeah. It's five. Don't tell Sean. Yeah, <laughs> right. For sure. And it's five hundred dollars to get the whole shot. So it's like these riders are like, you want to get the whole shot, you know, no matter what. But it's right. like. Uh, these guys are going to be gunning to get the whole shot a little bit more, knowing that there's some money up there's for grabs. There's some money on the line there. So thanks to Tom Tom Duma Fine Jewelers for that. Um, and like I said, I could go through the list yeah. of guys. Yeah. I imagine BoltStrong.com is where yeah. you can find that full list, and that's how you can get all the information you want about the race yeah, coming stroll, up July fifteenth, sixteenth at uh, the Isabella County Fairgrounds. Yeah, and Brad, the thanks. Same thing for thanks so much for joining us, man. I really appreciate you said again telling your story and everything like that. And everybody's got to come out July fifteenth and sixteenth. And if you don't know what's going on, you're going to be able to hear it when you drive by. Just pull on in, right? <laughs> that's right. Hopefully, you'll see plenty of cars out there, and uh, yeah, and, and motorcycles and the sound. But yeah, I hope you guys and all make it out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. It should be a great show. All right. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Jason. Thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you, guys. You. I really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views, opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.